Welcome to the Slow Style Home Podcast. I am so happy you're here. If you want to create a beautiful home that isn't cookie cutter or a trendy copy of someone else's, you're in the right place. And if you don't want to hurt your wallet or the planet to get one of those dream homes. And you can get started with my brand new quiz called Fix My Room. It's actually more of an assessment tool, but the word quiz, I think, sounds better because it's it's really easy to do. Just answer 20 multiple choice questions and you'll be pinpointing why your room isn't working, why it feels off, and why maybe your previous efforts haven't really panned out. Or maybe you're fairly happy with your room, but you want to make sure that your design choices are going in the right direction. Visit our website at slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. I'll tell you a little bit more about it later in the show. Now, let's dig into this week's episode. Hello and welcome to the Style Matters podcast brought to you by Little Yellow Couch. I'm Zandra, your host, and I'm very glad you're here for our very last episode of 2020. And what a year it's been. I know that it's been hard and it's been challenging. And at the same time, maybe we've learned a few things um, and can take a few of those lessons into 2021. Things that maybe we were surprised about uh, ourselves or our homes or our families, our lifestyle, and, um, you know, I am, I am really, really happy to see this year come to an end, but at the same time, I'm really wanting to be positive going into 2021 that we can make a difference, that we can do better, that we can be happier, and that we can have more beauty in our lives. So to make all of that goodness happen in 2021, starting January 11th for five days, I'm going to be running a challenge where, together, we are going to envision and plan out our years when it comes to how we can set up our homes to help accomplish those goals. We're going to find the connection between our environments and what's good about them, what's bad about them, what little tweaks we can change, what big projects we might have in mind down the road, get them all lined up and put those dreams into action so that we have the best year ever, because I think we really need it after this past year. So I'm going to be going live every day. I am going to give you some things to print out. If you find it helpful to write things down, we're going to do a training. We're going to have a Facebook group that's dedicated just to this challenge where we can not only share what's going on in our heads and in our hearts, but where you'll actually be accountable for five days to get this done. So yeah, it's kind of like New Year's resolutions, but this time we're going to keep them because there's going to be a plan of action. I don't have all the details worked out in my head, but because this is the last episode of the year, like I said, and I won't be able to talk to you guys this way for the rest of December, I wanted to let you know now that you can sign up 
on the website, littleyellowcouch.com. Just click on the yellow challenge button and you will be notified as soon as all of the details have been worked out and so you can understand how the whole thing is going to work from a practical, technical standpoint. It's free. It's going to be fun. It's going to be motivating, and I would love to have you join me. Again, it starts January 11th, so you have through January 10th to sign up. Once we start, though, that's it. I'm, I'm closing the doors because um, it's, it's progressive. Each day builds on the next day, and so it'd be really hard for you to come in after we've already started. So you've got till January 10th to sign up. Sign up as soon as you can, though, so that you don't forget. Do it right now, in fact, so that you feel like you've already taken your first step toward making January a better start to the year. Do it for yourself. Do it for your home. It's going to be so much fun. Again, there is no cost to you whatsoever. This challenge is going to lead up to the opening of the Slow Style Society membership, which is going to be opening its doors to everyone for the first time. But the challenge itself, although it's related to the Slow Style Society, it is also separate. There is no obligation to join the membership afterwards, and you will get a lot out of the challenge regardless of whether or not you join the society. I'm excited. As you can probably tell by my voice, I am ready to kick off the new year in the best possible way. All right, enough about that. Uh, One more thing I want to remind you about is that if you still want to get a gift certificate to any aspect of Little Yellow Couch for a loved one, or if you hope to receive a gift certificate from someone... Um, Time is really running out in order to get anything in the mail, like a physical gift certificate in the mail. And um, instead, what I would do is send a very personalized little video of myself welcoming your gift recipient to whatever aspect of Little Yellow Couch that that, that you have gifted them. So that's another option. And if you want more information about that... When you go to littleyellowcouch.com, up at the top in the navigation bar, you'll see the word gifts, and that's where the gift certificates are. All right, let's get on with today's episode. I recorded this interview with Bertil de Lestrade a few months ago, but I've been saving it specifically to wrap up this season of the podcast, and I think it puts a lovely warm bow on top of our year. And that's because Bertil is the kind of person whom you sit with, share a cup of cocoa with, and smile the whole time she's talking, or at least that's how I imagine it would be if we were together in person. So I hope that if you are driving around, you'll grab a warm drink from Starbucks or brew a pot of tea if you're at home and savor this conversation as much as I have. Bertille de Lestrade is an artist and I talk about how I found her during the episode, so I won't go into that here. But for now, I just want to describe her work so that you can picture what we're referring to when we start talking about it. So on her Instagram account called Darling Tutum, she primarily shares her sculptural and mixed media pieces. Her other Instagram account is called Cette Maison Bleu, and that's where she showcases her paintings of private interiors, so living rooms and bedrooms, that kind of thing. And that's why I wanted her to come on the show to talk about the connection she makes between art and interior design. But then this conversation turned out to be a whole lot more than that. 
Bertille has such a generous spirit about her. We do talk about her work as an artist, of course, but we also talk about coming through to the other side of depression, developing self-confidence, and finding beauty in the world as well as putting beauty into it. I think you're really going to love this. Bertille, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. I love talking to artists, and it's wonderful to have you on. Hi, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted and really flattered. It's lovely. Thank you so oh, much. Oh, great. Yes, yes. Let's let's just dive in. I first found you through Natalie Papier of Home Ec, whom I interviewed yeah. last season. And honestly, I saw the the image of the piece of art you did for her, for her, one of her rooms. And I think I took less than five seconds to hit the message button on Instagram to ask you to be a guest (laughs) on the show. I mean, that is how excited I am so in love with your work. But, but then I come to find out after you graciously said, yes, I'd, I'd be happy to be on the show that you have multiple Instagram accounts because you have all sorts of passions And I think they're intertwined, but they also seem to stand on their own. So we're going to get into your artwork. But first, give us the lay of the land. Tell us about Cette Maison Bleu, uh, Bird Tea Vintage. (laughs) Oh, oh, wow. Thank you. Uh, Bird Tea Vintage. And then also, okay, I'm not going to pronounce the other one. What's the other one? Oh, that hardly even means anything anyway. It's uh, Darling to Tim. Um, okay. To Tim is a way of saying kind of everything, everything and anything or the oh. mess or, you know, it's a, it's just a kind of, I don't know, a cute French word. And I didn't And darling know, I, is darling in English. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So darling everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love it. Okay. All right. Sort of. <laughs> All right, so those are those are your three accounts that anyone can and should be following on Instagram. Two of them are artwork. One of them, the Bird Tea Vintage, is a vintage shop. But let's start with your work. If I understand it correctly, one of them, I believe it's Cette Maison Bleu, is more about interiors that you're painting, and then the other one is a little yeah. bit more broad. Yeah, so I actually started with the other one, uh, which is a lot smaller now than that Maison Bleu. But uh, I started, I started it. I think last, last, not even last year. I think in January um, when wow. I first decided. Well, I first managed to put myself out there and decided, okay, I'm gonna just give this a try and open a new Etsy shop for you know, just what I make, which could have been, you know, a bit of everything. But uh, yeah, I started that and it was a little bit focused on interior design as well, which I really like. And, you know, we bought our our first house last year and I had such a good time decorating. It was a a dream. So yeah, it was a little bit about all that, you know, um, things I was making for the house and that I wanted to sell. Um, So yeah, I just, I started that one and... Then during the lockdown, the other one just kind of happened. I found some some photos, I think, um, having created that new account, I started interacting with a lot of Instagram accounts that were about decor and design and all that. And I just couldn't stop looking at those photos, you know, um, mm. just some amazing homes. And I don't know, it kind of came 
it was really like an impulse, you know, I just, yeah. uh, I remember the first photos that really made me want to, to do that. And I actually did a, a proper painting of one of the rooms of those guys, um, home with their, their, their account is called vintage, uh, with a TH there. Okay. They're a couple of French guys who have an unreal apartment in Nice and, okay. Um, so I just did, you know, it just came like that. I just felt I need to, I need to do a little drawing of this. I don't know. Um, Isn't somehow, that amazing? So what, what was yeah. the room, what was their room that you were drawing? Do you remember? So was it living room I did, or? yeah, the, the first, the first one I actually did like on a tiny piece of paper, like little, just oh. little squares, uh, kind of like little Instagram squares, you know? So okay. they were, they were really tiny. I think I did three, like one of their bathroom, one of a desk, oh. uh, maybe one of the kitchen, but I don't know, it's just something about those photos. And it's, I don't know if it's envy or something, because I do love my own house, but I needed to, <laughs> I needed to make those photos belong to me in some way, you know, I wow. needed to just do something about them myself. Like it's, I don't know if that makes any sense, doesn't really to me, yeah. but you know, that's the only way I can explain it. And um, so, yeah, the first times it was just tiny, tiny drawings, you know, pen and watercolor, and, you know, they liked it and I started doing more and people started telling me, oh, you know, you should do this, you should do more and you should create an account just for those. And in the first place, I wasn't only doing interiors. I was doing pretty much any Instagram photo right. that I liked. Yes, I had, yes, I had, it's very yeah. broad over yeah, uh, I had Darling just, Tutum. Yeah, I, well, I had created a little a, a little hashtag, which was a little gimmicky, you know, but it was just kind of like a, a little lockdown projects and to create you know interaction with people and to make people smile you know and uh, so people could tag me and I would just pick a photo in what was there the, what was the hashtag oh uh, the hashtag was doodle my gram <laughs> so oh was, doodle my yeah. gram so cute <laughs> and that okay. was the name of the account in the first place but uh, yeah so I started just doing a bit of that and after a while uh, long story short I just realized that interiors there really was something for me with interiors that's what I enjoyed the most yeah. you know painting and some people just started asking if they could buy the the paintings that I had done of their home which I was not expecting at all it was such really? an accidental project I was having so much fun but wow. I really didn't have the confidence you know I had never really painted or drawn or anything so you know that just started wow. like that and then I changed the name of the account and yeah just kept and going the name of the account now just so just I'm going to repeat it and it's going to be on the show notes page of course but it's set maison bleu which what does set mean yeah so set means this in French oh, so this. it's just oh. literally this blue house, blue house. and yes. it's uh, I just, again I didn't think I didn't want to think for ages about that you know I wanted to I wanted something that had either the word home or house mm -hmm. or you know mm -hmm. and um and it's and I wanted something that was that meant something to me that was you know kind of mm. sentimental to me so it's it's a nod to a really lovely French song uh, called San Francisco actually by Maxime Le Forestier uh, that we always sang in my family and it's a oh. song that really means home to me it's a song a song that that speaks about belonging and coming home and so yeah I didn't you know I didn't oh. think too long I just 
What's well, a perfect name? It reminds me very much of a little yellow couch. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the name of the song again? San Francisco. Yeah, San Francisco. I would say we, that's how we would pronounce it in French. That's so yes. funny. Okay, all uh, right. It's a lovely song. You should listen to it. It's I am really going good. to. That's why I'm writing it down. So. Um, Okay, so let, let's back up for just a second because we were talking about the first couple of drawings that you did where you found this, you, you're just scrolling through Instagram, you find this account of these guys who have a home in Nice and you just like their interiors and you, and you wanted to own a piece of it almost. And I, I had this, this flash in my mind of being in, uh, it was either in college or maybe right after, and I remember seeing, um, I don't know the name of the piece, but it's very famous. It's Van Gogh's piece of his studio, and there's a bed, and there's like a table. Oh, the the with, bedroom, uh, is it? The, the bedroom, that, yeah, okay, yeah. right. And I remember, I think at the time, I bought either a postcard or maybe a poster, you know. So I remember seeing this painting of Van Gogh's workspace, his bedroom, and wanting a piece of it just like you said I wanted to be in that room I wanted to be I wanted to have a space of my own that was quiet where I could do something creative and it just really spoke to me on all those Mm. levels and then of course his his artwork was this was this bonus layer that that oh I, I it's not just a a wonderful studio to work in or a bedroom to sleep in. It's this beautiful work of art. And and I think the combination of those two, you reminded me of that as you're talking about how you started and also my reaction to your work. When, when I saw it, it was, I'm looking at somebody else's living room that you've painted, but I wanted to be in that room. And, and I just love that, that mix of, longing to be in a place and also loving the art. We'll be back after a quick break. I just want to jump in here for a minute and remind you about the new free quiz that you can take at slowstylehome.com. It's called the Fix My Room Quiz, and I've created it because a lot of times when we're ready to change up a room in our homes, We get stuck not knowing where to start or what to do first. I mean, do you paint the walls? Do you come up with a different floor plan? Do you declutter first and then buy all new stuff? It's daunting. So the quiz is designed as a way for you to assess what's not working so that you're pointed in the right direction in terms of what to focus on. Everything else can kind of fall away. After years of helping others look around their rooms and identify the possibilities for big, impactful changes, I figured out how you can do this assessment yourself. The 20 multiple choice questions will ask you about how your room is functioning and how your style is developing. Then you'll receive a detailed summary from me about what you should tackle first. No more guessing and no more throwing money away or time. Again, go to slowstylehome.com and click on the quiz button right at the top. All right, let's jump back into today's episode. That's lovely. That's that's really one of the nicest things, you know, uh, people can say when and that that's something that comes back sometimes people saying that they just want to step into the room and that's 
that's yes. amazing obviously i don't i don't get that feeling because i i don't know it's uh, just really outside of me um uh, but i do i do you know only paint rooms that speak to me in a way or another right. so obviously right. there's you know there's something about that oh and you just like depending on the room that you've painted you want to curl up or you want to read a book or you just you can really picture yourself there um so tell us a little bit about your 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 story how and when did you start making art uh I don't think I could really give a, a start date to that date. because yeah no I I grew up in a in very creative family um my my mother especially is a really an artist she was always a true artist I think and uh so she you know she really took me along for that ride like she really uh. made me try everything with her and you know sculpture and painting and collage and just a little bit of everything and it was really really free and really fun you know there was never yeah. any pressure and she and my dad were always extremely encouraging uh so you know i think it's really important to have that you know positive note when you're young um absolutely so yeah I, I i think i both myself and my brother really inherited that from our mother uh the creativity but then it's you know what to do with it and how to unleash it in a way and how to find the courage to put it out there you know and Oh, and courage is a big, big part of it. Yeah, yeah. And I really, I think I, I really lacked that for a long time. Um, but, you know, I kind of, I, I always felt in my heart that I was meant to do something creative. And I never really stopped doing creative things. But really putting it out there is really, was a really, really big thing, a really big turn. You know, I like trying a bit of everything. And I think I only recently realized that I didn't have to choose that I could really do, uh, that I could just do what I wanted, basically. I think for a while I thought I really needed to pick something to be, you know, to find yes. a, a legitimate, like to be credible. And uh, Yes, you had to be known for one thing, right? Yeah, you felt I like thought, you, to, you know, yeah. you need to pick something and really work at it, get really good at it, and then you can, you know, deserve maybe one day the amazing status of artist because <laughs> for me, artist is such a sacred word, you know. It's, yeah. I, I still can't say it about myself. So, and yeah, I think it was so liberating uh, recently enough to just say, you don't have to pick. You can just, you know, keep doing what you want to do, keep exploring, keep trying new things. Which is so wonderful. But it, when we do look over at your other Instagram account, which is Darling Tutim, did yeah. I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, the The... the expanse of your creativity is something else I love and I'm so glad that I looked beyond Seth Maison Bleu although I love the interiors as I've just been saying but the the other work you're doing the collage is so um there's it's humorous um but it, and it strikes a chord it tells a story if you don't mind and we can totally edit this out if you do mind but um, last night, as I was looking through your your uh, account again, I, I mm -hmm. came across your it's a it's a piece in clay and gouache, and it's mm -hmm. uh, at first yeah. I thought that it was a a um, 
a painter's uh, um, palette, you know, with, palette. with yeah, yeah. colors, but it, is it actually a pill package? Yeah, it's uh, I, I suppose it was meant to look like both, both. you know, it's really oh. like a sort of like a, a Pantone of emotions. And yeah, that was just meant to, to talk about mental health. And, yes. Uh, and I wanted yeah. to say thank you so much for bringing this up. I, I did an episode about my own clinical depression that I've I've had since uh, probably high school and you know it was very I had so many mixed emotions about putting it out there and um, and then you talk about that as well in this post about this piece of work about that very notion of talking about it because you don't want to fall into the dramatic oh my god you know I have mental health issues and I'm so depressed and but then at the same time you don't want to take it lightly and you you know and then you wonder are you going to be looked at differently because of it are people going to think that oh I wonder if this is the real you or if this is the depressed you um yeah it's 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 not easy isn't it (laughs) no no so uh, tell us if you don't mind tell us a little bit about yourself and and how that's showing up in your artwork no I don't mind at all I think I mean I mean, from what you're saying, I suppose we have a similar experience. If you've decided yourself to, you know, come out and talk talk about it, you you probably know that it's not easy, yeah. but it's also really empowering. And I, I, I find that every time I talk about it, I just make it more normal for myself uh-huh. and hopefully for other people. Um, because, yeah, I, I think as I wrote in that post I don't remember you know I blabbered on a lot in that post so I don't remember exactly everything I said but I just my my ideal you know situation would be that people could be able to say you know I suffer from depression or I have depression as casually as people say I have asthma or I have you know Um, diabetes or anything like that so I just think we need to talk about it and uh, yeah I think it's something that I experienced at its strongest uh, just last year Uh and after moving moving house after having a baby you know just Mm. a lot of big time big big changes although it was you know kind of a a chemical thing I think all these things really uh, triggered uh, something and uh, yeah it was you know I think it's 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 really 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 hard but you need you need the support I had amazing support and I think without it even though it's something I never want to experience again in my life mm-hmm. you know how mm-hmm. it is um, I know I might because I think I am prone to it and right. that's okay um, but I think without it I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now uh, I think mm. that's really what made me decide to just stop worrying about what people could, you know, think or say about what I do. It just felt so, you know, ridiculous compared to how bad it was to be so depressed, you know. It's a, I just yeah. felt like I don't want to miss my life. I need to really go after what I want because oh. the worst thing that can happen will never, ever be as bad as, you know, not being able to get out of bed in the morning and, right. n- and just not wanting to, you know, live. That's that's just the toughest thing. So, Oh, my gosh, that's so yeah. beautifully said. I, I use the power of those words, what's the worst that can happen, all 
the time. Mm. And it sounds so simple. But if you truly ask the question, you realize the answer is often the worst that can happen is not as bad as, like you said, full-on depression, not being able to get out of bed and not being able to function and watching your life happen or your life kind of slip away while other people's lives are happening mm-hmm. around you. And it's a very powerful question. So, it does, you know, it does make you stronger. It's a, it's a, it is a, a cliche, but, you know, cliches come from somewhere. So <laughs> From truth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think I, you know, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, happy that I went through that, but I am so happy that it led me to where I am now because uh, yeah. it really unlocked something in me. Oh, that I needed so badly to be unlocked and yeah. and it's it's great it's really it's really amazing so yeah, so I'm it's it's sort that. of connected to that idea of courage where you it unlocks something and you need to be able to put yourself out there um which is I'm so glad it did because your art is so wonderful <laughs> and and I know that you. you're contemplating making sort of a series of these uh sculptures that but they're sculptures but you, it looks like you could probably hang them on the wall that are sort of yeah, this I'd mix like to, between yeah. a palette like to frame and a, them yeah yes yeah. A, yes and honestly i mean it's such it, it, alone it alone this piece that kind of looks like pills but kind of looks like a, a, a an artist palette is i mean it would be very powerful for me to see that on my wall um at times when i if i'm having an episode and i you know you you forget that you're not the only one going through this. I think when you're in the mm-hmm. middle of it, you feel so very alone. And, um, and so I think just seeing that would be a reminder that, Oh, right. I'm not alone. I've been through this. Other people have been through this and they've gotten through it and, and I can do it again. But I'm going to have to make you one. So, <laughs> Oh, you're going to have to make m- many of them because they <laughs> deserve to be on many walls. <laughs> Um, well, thank you. So, so I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about your love of vintage, because clearly that's another passion of yours. Where does that come from? Um, you have a you have a shop where you occasionally sell some vintage items that you come across. But I'm wondering if yeah. does it also find its way into your work as an artist? Or tell us a little bit about. There must be something in your past that sparked this love of vintage. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's, you know, definitely linked to my childhood and my family again. And it's it's all linked uh, to me anyway, you know, the I think the love for interiors and uh, vintage, I think it's all about storytelling, you know, and about mm. history. And so, yeah, it's uh, again, something that I got from mainly my mother who mm. well I, I can't even say dragged me because I was happily going there but you know we went to so many boot sales and you know just charity shops and stuff like that that's that that was always a passion I think the the thrill of the the treasure hunt and just yeah that feeling you get you know whether you're yeah. finding something in your granny's attic or in a thrift <laughs> shop you know it's just you feel like you're just finding a treasure and it doesn't do. have to have big, you know, um, money value or anything like that. It's uh, yeah, I think I was always fascinated with old things and really moved by them. And I just love, you know, imagining the stories behind them. And mm. that's, you know, I think that's, that's about it for me. It's really, yeah, it's all about the stories. 
Yeah. You have such an interesting combination of things in your work that some of them are, you do incorporate some like vintage photographs that you then collage on top of, but other pieces of yours are quite modern and um, it's a it's a really wonderful mix, and I'm I'm sure that you must be, for example, the photographs that you sometimes collage with or on top of are are they? I'm sure they're just naturally a part of what you're drawn to. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know, old old photos are a big a big thing for me. I do love them, and most of them, most of the ones I work with are of complete strangers. You know, so yeah. I I I just love them so much like they're my babies. You know? uh, yeah, yeah. I just look at them and I imagine the little stories and I just find them so moving and yeah so I do I do love working with yeah old photos you know just uh, ephemera in general you know old mm-hmm. uh, tickets and old papers mm. uh, old fashion patterns things like that I think uh, yeah there's something I think you can work with pretty much anything when you're an artist and you're inspired. But yes, I like I like uh, starting with things that have a bit of a soul and um, right. Yeah, and like you said, a story. And I and you mentioned tickets. So um, mm-hmm. I recently redid my downstairs powder room, and I don't usually do a theme in my rooms, but for some reason this time I was kind of drawn to, to put a lot of travel related things in this bathroom. And I know it's because of COVID and we haven't been able to travel mm-hmm. and we've had a couple of major trips canceled this year. And I'm just longing, absolutely longing to be on a plane going somewhere. And so I did put a couple of travel, you know, old travel posters up and a mm couple of other things and then I was looking through my my box of ephemera which I love that word ephemera um which if if you're not familiar with it for anyone who's listening ephemera mainly just uh refers to pieces of paper or little discarded um maybe maybe advertising wrappers or whatever just little yeah, pieces of a lot of people would consider absolute junk but <laughs> yes oh exactly junk me, things that I throw away all the time in my husband's drawer me, of receipts treasures, yes you know? <laughs> yeah well I so I've been keeping a bunch of those things and I found I had forgotten I had even purchased it this old uh, airplane uh, boarding pass from Pan American Airways which isn't even ex- in existence anymore and it was it was for this person, Marjorie Jordan. She was taking a, it had a stamp on it, seven day, 17 day excursion fare. And it was to like Athens, Rome and Paris or something. Oh, and I love that. Oh my gosh. And I just oh. was imagining Marjorie with her suitcases and her little yes. hat. And go Marjorie. Go Marjorie. <laughs> and I just, so I framed it. I kind of cut it up a little bit and framed it and put it in the powder room. And um, yeah, those little pieces oh, of I stories. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. So what what do you collect? Do you or do you collect anything? Do you display your collections? I I don't like collect anything specific, but I you know, I think a love of vintage comes very often with being a crazy hoarder. Yeah. So <laughs> I I do, you know, yeah, I do keep things. So I, I suppose you could call that a collection, you know, I love old books, old photos as I said uh ephemera uh all sorts you know that i keep in boxes and you know sometimes decide to use for a piece of art but it's always really hard because i also want to keep them the way they are 
uh but yeah really really yes. a bit of everything uh i love hats i love i have a loads of old hats you know like pillbox oh. hats and things yes. like that so <laughs> i have loads of them on the walls and um i'm looking yeah, at so a photo I, of your hats right now on one of your instagram accounts and also oh. your plates you have beautiful vintage plates on one of yes, your walls i love my plates yeah i have a little i am doing a little um plate wall in the kitchen yeah yeah oh. some of them are actually really old from my family which I love oh, like if yeah. if it's something from my from my own family I'm just a, a sucker for that you know just a, right. so sentimental with old family things so I when when I got married my mother hosted a bridal shower for me and she had everyone bring a vintage just one vintage teacup and saucer so that I would have a collection of a uh, you know a mixed up mashed up collection of beautiful cups and saucers to use and I oh, really so do lovely. treasure it and I don't use it nearly enough and just talking to you right now makes me want to make sure I get those out and, oh, and use do. them that's, that's yeah. a really nice idea it's really sweet yeah I want to talk about the this the other side of art that I talk a lot about on the podcast and that I'm very passionate about is helping people start collecting art because I find that a lot of people whom I help, either through my course that I teach or just one-on-one -on -one clients, or even when I'm just, you know, somebody emails me for some advice, I feel like art is, is the topic that makes everybody feel a little bit tense because they don't know how hmm. to start. You know, they don't know how to they don't know how much they should spend. They don't know what they should be looking for. They don't know if it should be about size or if it should be about color. And of course, I always say, well, you have to start with your heart. You have to start with, well, what do you, you have to fall in love with the piece first. It doesn't really matter what size or color it is. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, but how would you help someone get yeah, over their you. anxiety you're right I think that because it's, it's the art world is so weird you know it's full of it's there's a lot of snob you know ideas yeah. and um, preconceived ideas and things like that so people think that you know they need someone to teach them what's right. worth having on their wall and but it's 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 as you said it always has to start with your heart and what moves you yeah, you know, I would say just Instagram is just a great place for that. I've been collecting art myself only. I only started recently and most mm -hmm. of the things I've bought were from artists that I found, you know, on Instagram that I actually befriended and just loved what they did and just bought what they did. You don't need to spend a fortune, you know. Right. Um, you do need to respect, you know, that an artist's work, uh, you know, takes time that you're not just buying the piece, you're buying, you know, that's a quote I've been saying going around that I really like. It's, you know, you're buying hours of failure and daydreaming and, you know, coming up with an idea. And so it's, I just think it's always nicer to get something that's a little unique. Uh, yeah. I do find that I see uh, the same prints in everyone's, homes on Instagram mm. and some of them are so great you know there's mm -hmm. a reason why everyone is getting them but that does bother me a little bit I think I always wanted to that that's the thing with vintage as well you know the right one of a kind things so right I like a mix I do like modern things as well but um 
So art is the ultimate one of a kind. I mean, really, it's and and I I, I agree with you about the the value of it. Unlike pretty much anything else in my home, be it a piece of furniture I buy from a store, you know, like a like a big box store, or it's a vintage piece of furniture that is a treasure that I found and I am so in love with it. And it's not just that I found this discarded chair that nobody else wanted that's all, you know, beat up that I'm going to be able to fix and make beautiful again, but I got it for 60 bucks. You know, it's, it's the thrill of the hunt and the the, the score. Yeah, the score. But That's art is different. <laughs> art is so different, and it's not yeah. about getting a deal. It's it's like you said. I love how you you put it about the value of it and what you're really buying is all of that time that went into the piece of work. And I I've referenced this episode in, before, but when I was interviewing Wendy Chen, who uh, wrote the book Year of Knots, and she's a kind of a macrame rope artist, and and she said one piece of art represents the 59 pieces that came before it that didn't work or absolutely yeah 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 yeah. so would you mind sharing with us um not now but if I, i could put it on the show notes page would you mind sharing some of the artists that you follow I would I would love to yeah because i would love to you know give them a shout out because they're you know amazing artists yeah a mix is a mix is always nice, you know. I know in my own house I have things that I've bought directly from artists, and I have a lot of things that I found again, you know, in what we call charity shops here in Ireland. But you know, thrift yeah. thrift shops and thrift stores, um, you find great stuff. You know, you find really old, you know, little paintings that have been forgotten forever, and oh, yes, once they're on your wall, they will feel like an absolute treasure. Yeah, I, I completely agree about the thrift shops or the, I, no, I don't have as much luck with thrift shops, at least the ones that we have here in America, I have better luck in little antique shops, mm. not the high end antique shops, the low end antique mm. shops. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I have found so many oil paintings of all sizes, some are framed, some are not that probably done by a student, maybe in an art class. Some of them are hilarious because they're so imperfect. But that's that's what makes them so moving, I, I think. Ex- you know, and I so agree. Unique. That's what I love, you know. It's just something that is going to be a conversation starter as well, you know. It's, you know, where did you get that, you know. And right. It's just, I love, yeah, I love something a little quirky, you know. It's just, it's not, it doesn't always have to be perfectly beautiful. It just have to trigger something, you know, just uh challenge you a little bit or make you think or just move you or amuse you or you know it's it's uh... yes even amuse you I'm thinking about one I have right now where it's clearly done by a student who is trying to learn about perspective and it's a a a coffee cup or a teacup and a stick of butter (laughs) and it cracks me up because of course what what are you going to do with the stick of butter and that coffee cup are you going to put the butter in your guy it's funny yeah yeah yeah. oh my gosh so um i'm excited to share some of the some of the artists that you have found on instagram and i'll be sure to put that on our show notes page as well as links to all of your beautiful moving work before we end yes before we end I want to wrap up with my signature question about why does style matter why does bringing art 
into your home matter? What does creating a, what I call a signature style, which means in my vocabulary, it just means your own very personal, unique style. Mm. What does it do for someone? That's, that's really interesting. You know, I think um, in France in particular, I, I suppose we have a very strong idea about what style is. And it's, uh, mm. I guess it's quite a famous thing. It is. Um, yes, you, you French, you are known for your style. Well, that is true. And we yeah. Americans, we we have definitely put you on a, a well-deserved pedestal. Oh, no, but we're, no, we're not. We're not all stylish. I can tell you that. That's really not where I was going with this. <laughs> okay. okay. No, no, no. I, what, I, what I wanted to say is that uh, what I believe is that it's style, I suppose, it comes from your identity, you know, so it's just... Mm what you have from the beginning, you know, what you develop. And we all have those moments, you know, looking back at, you know, I don't know, a room we had decorated or a haircut or an outfit. And I was like, Jesus, what was I thinking? You know, <laughs> so it evolves with you. I don't know. I don't, I don't believe there is something you can really learn in an academic way anyway. You know, uh -huh. it's just, uh, it really just comes from your personality. So I think it's more about learning to know yourself and what you like and mm. daring to be yourself. Yes. I, I, I absolutely agree with everything you've just said. <laughs> Good. <laughs> oh, Bertil, it was so wonderful to talk with you. Um, and I, I'm really inspired by what you're doing. I'm so happy that you have put yourself out there because it's benefiting a lot of people. Thank so, you thank so you. much. I really had a great time chatting with you. Really, it was so lovely. And thank you for opening up, you know, about your own things yeah. and being so kind. And yeah, I'm really, really happy that I did this with you. It was great. Well, my friends, that is it. Let's get started with 2021 on the right foot. Don't forget to sign up for the Little Yellow Couch Challenge that'll start January 11th, where we are going to put an action plan together to set up your home so that it supports your goals and you can have the best year ever. The podcast will be back starting on January 4th, I believe, which is the first Monday in January. Oh my gosh, I don't have my calendar in front of me. I believe it's January 4th, Monday. That is when I will see you again. I look forward to connecting with you there. I look forward to doing this challenge with you. So come on over. Let's sign up. Let's get it started. And in the meantime, I wish you a very safe and joyous happy, restorative, restful rest of your December. I'll be back in your earbuds in 2021. Thanks so much for listening. I know your time is valuable and I really do appreciate you spending it with me. And please, please, please take a minute to leave a review for Slow Style Home wherever you get your podcasts. It honestly does help keep this show on the air and your feedback is highly valuable to me. Have a great day and I'll be back in your earbuds soon. Bye for now.